everyone. Welcome to my third ever Imperfection Wins podcast. First off, I just have to say a huge thank you to everyone who has continued to listen to my first two podcasts. I even heard from some of you over social media last week, and I loved engaging with you in that way. I've had some requests about subject matter and even some suggestions on special guests. So I thought I'd give you a little teaser about some of the upcoming episodes. We'll wrap up the discussion around saying yes in your life next week by discussing how to put your yes into action and then move on to some leadership principles that I routinely coach on. I am a huge believer in servant leadership and I believe that we desperately need more servant leaders at the table and coming up through the ranks in all aspects of life. So one of the things I do want to point out about my coaching style is that I am not a life coach. I am truly a business career coach. I do not, however, separate life and work in my coaching because I believe that the healthiest people are able to blend both of those things. So when we talk about leadership, we will also talk about compassion, empathy, courage, and kindness because I truly believe they're critical to leading people and finding success, especially in today's world. That empathy thing is vital for leaders today. So I hope you'll continue to listen, whether you are someone in a corporate environment that's interested in inspiring others or an entrepreneur searching for some encouragement or a student or a full-time homemaker, everything I'm talking about should relate to all of you in some way. Part of the reason for this is that I've actually lived all of those roles throughout my life and have some perspective on each of them. And once again, I'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, share, rate, or leave a review in any of the platforms this podcast is available on. And just in case there's anyone listening for the first time, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Samantha Willing. I go by Sam. I live in Bellevue, Washington with my husband, two teenage kids, and three dogs. I'm a self-employed executive coach and human resources consultant, and now podcast novice. I've been in HR for over 20 years in a variety of roles, but the best one has been being a coach and mentor to others. I just have a total passion for helping business leaders make positive transformational changes to their businesses and themselves, and really helping all people to break through their roadblocks and live their best lives. If you're curious about why I've named my podcast Imperfection Wins, you can find the full story in my first podcast from New Year's Day. But the short version is really that this podcast is about spreading a message of encouragement, grace, and authenticity with a focus on life leadership, and service to others. This week, we're going to talk about knowing your unique value so that you know what to say yes to in your life. As I did in the last podcast, I'm going to give you a couple simple reflection activities during this episode that you can choose to do or not. But if you do do them, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to message me through the Anchor app, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Before we dive into today's discussion, I also want to let you know that this is a very exciting recording day for me because I'm officially using a microphone. Up until now, I've been talking directly into my phone. So hopefully this is a better listening experience for all of you. And one other very important development last week that's exciting for me is that a special friend of mine, shout out to my friend Alicia, 
educated me on using hashtags and making Instagram stories. So in the spirit of not waiting to be perfectly prepared prior to starting something new, you all are getting to see my progression into the world of podcasting and social media real time. Hopefully you'll see some other changes and developments as we go along. I have also heard from some of you that you are considering starting your own podcast or writing a book or just diving into social media. And I want you to know that I would be happy to share any and all of my learnings with you because I believe in the principle of abundance. So I'm happy to share my journey with you and never be protective over how I'm moving forward. Deal? Okay. So let's dive into today's discussion. So last time we talked about how to get past fear and embrace yes in your life. I shared some stories about my personal journey through career and life and how I started to overcome the fear of success and failure. But today our subject is just a little bit deeper. And I believe it's such an important topic to explore in order to make sure what you're saying yes to is actually the right thing for you. How many of you, like me, have said yes to too many things? All good things, maybe, but too many things. And then you end up feeling spread thin and overwhelmed. Sound familiar? I have definitely gone down this road several times in my life. It's a really common issue for so many of us. We are really strong people and we can take on a lot. But I always tell the individuals I'm coaching, including myself, that there is a difference between what we can do and what we should do. There are a ton of things that we can do because we're talented, but there are only a few things that we actually really should do. So how do you know when to say yes and when to pass? I think the biggest piece of the puzzle is knowing what you want which can be really hard to define, especially in this current time where the world is just clamoring for our attention all the time through various technologies and other avenues. There are so many things that come up and it's so easy to get off track. One of the ways I've been able to distill down what I say yes to is through reflection and self-awareness, as well as some, a little help from my friends, others around me that know me well. So let's talk about identifying your desires, your value, and asking for what you want. Sounds like a meaty topic, right? It is a meaty topic. Do you know your value? Do you know what is unique about you and the value you bring to each role in your life? If you aren't aware of your value, how can you ever know where you should be focused or what to ask for? If you do know your value, do you have the courage to ask for what you want? Do you even know what you want? It was interesting. I was talking to a friend the other day who tends to put everyone else before himself and always has. And I asked him, have you ever thought about what you want your life to look like? Have you ever written down what you want your life to look like? His answer was no, never. So why don't we take the time to do this? I think sometimes we avoid doing it because it feels 
somewhat selfish or self-serving. But in reality, if you don't know what you want, what you are good at, where your gifts are best used, how can you make sure you're giving yourself to the right things in your life? I mean, we only have a fixed amount of time. Don't you want to make sure you're spending it on things that make sense for you? If we aren't intentional about our yes, we can end up just going wherever the wind or waves take us, which can lead to turbulence, a feeling of being overwhelmed, underutilized, or even controlled. So I want to start off by telling you a personal story about courageously claiming my value. Remember how I said in the last episode that I used to put myself in limiting boxes? Well, when I was offered the awesome role of managing the team at my last company, the one it took me so long to say yes to, I knew what I should get paid. Now I should add, I have also always probably limited my earning potential because of the boxes I put myself in. So the financial piece, the compensation piece has always been a pretty tricky conversation for me. I'm not a timid person, but when it comes to money, I shy away from asking for anything or having any conflict or making either party uncomfortable. So here's what happened. My manager came to me and offered me the role with a great salary and a pretty good increase. However, I knew what the role was worth and I knew that I was valued. And I had already decided that I needed to be confident in my own skills and abilities. And that included not underselling myself for once. So when I was given the offer, I said with a brave, actually not a brave, (laughs) said with a shaky voice and just a little bit tearful, my entire career, I have never asked for anything, a raise, stock, a signing bonus. I have always told myself that I'm so lucky and grateful to have my jobs. And I've always really felt grateful for the opportunities, but I finally have decided to switch my thinking and tell myself that yes, I am grateful. And I am blessed to have this opportunity, but this company is also blessed to have me. This is a good offer, but it isn't market. I'm only asking to be paid fairly. And I really believe that taking less would be a disservice to the other women in this company. It's not necessarily about the money. It's about the principle. So if you say no, I'll stay and help you find my replacement, but this is a deal breaker for me. So let me just tell you all, I was so scared during that conversation. My heart was pounding and I was thinking, am I really prepared to quit over this? Because that's what I'll have to do if they say no, because I've clearly drawn a line in the sand. But guess what happened? My manager also became a bit tearful and said, I am so proud of you 
I wish I had the courage to have that same conversation throughout my career. You are right and I will make it happen. Now that conversation could have gone either way, but somehow I knew I had to be bold. I learned a couple of things from that experience. To ask for what I want because I just might get it and to have courage and confidence in my talents and abilities. It never pays to undersell yourself. Quite literally doesn't pay. So why did I tell you that story? I tell it to you because if I would not have taken the time beforehand to reflect on myself, my skills, my abilities, feedback I've consistently heard from others, I wouldn't have had the confidence to have that conversation. And let me just say as a side note, for all of you current and future people managers listening, if you are promoting someone that you highly value, go in with your best and fair offer the first time. Don't try and save money or rationalize why they should be paid less than someone from the outside or give them less because you know they'll take less. Trust me, they already know what they should be paid. And the money you save by paying them less is not worth making them feel undervalued. Now, I was fortunate enough to have a great relationship of trust with my manager at the time of this story, and she did the right thing. But many people don't have that level of trust or courage to push back. They'll just simmer quietly and then take their high-performing selves and leave you. And we all know it costs a lot to replace people. So just do the right thing. It's how you build trust, loyalty, and ignite people to do their best work. Okay, back to the subject. So one critical part of knowing your value is to clearly understand the value you bring to whatever role you're in. Now this applies to work and life. What are you good at? What is unique about you? How do you know what to ask for? One way that I became clear on my value and my unique skills was to take the time for reflection and journaling. I did a couple of different activities that were helpful to me in the reflection process. The first activity I think all people benefit from is tracking and writing down your energy gains and drains. Now I did this by making two columns, one with a smiley face and one with a sad face. Now I do realize this may seem trivial, but just trust me, it's a really easy way to think about this. You can also do it by using a plus column and a minus column or a gains column and a drains column. But in the smiley face column, if you use the faces or the plus, list the things and activities personally and professionally that fill you up. And in the sad face column, list the things that drain you. We're all always either giving energy or taking energy. So think of the things that give you energy versus the things that drain you. So I'll read you some of mine as an example. Some of the things under my sad face are drama, tactical work, chaos. And some of the things under my smiley face are coaching others, relationships, freedom. So once you have your list, read back through it 
and look for themes. For example, a couple of my themes are building relationships and encouraging others. Now, when I look at the entirety of my list, it's pretty obvious to me why ultimately I prefer coaching over traditional HR work. Having this list has helped me identify what I want to do more of and prioritize in my life. So I kept track of this list actually over a couple of months and I just kept adding to it. And after a couple of months of being intentional and mindful, I had a comprehensive list to look at and evaluate. I also added into that reflection the qualities and characteristics of mine that have been validated through others like friends, colleagues, managers. So that leads us to our next reflection activity, writing your personal mission statement, or at least coming up with your descriptive words. So I'm going to read a few words for you to think about. You don't need to stick to this list. Feel free to use whatever words come to mind for you. But here's a few just to get you started. Innovator, independent, strategic, calm, direct, compassionate, problem solver, creative, risk taker, motivated, relationship builder, encourager, strong-willed, forward thinking, curious, networker, storyteller. So what are the three words that describe you? Again, they don't have to be from that list, but think about at least three words that truly describe you. And here's how I'd love for you to use those words. I'd love for each of you to eventually have a personal mission statement. A personal mission statement serves as an anchor in your life. It's something to always come back to as you're making decisions. So anytime I'm facing a life decision around giving time to something new or getting rid of something old, I look at my personal mission statement and decide if the current request or activity is in line with what I've already said are the most important roles in my life. So I'll read you mine as an example. My descriptive words were authentic, compassion, encouragement, truth. Those eventually developed into my mission statement, which is, I am a servant leader, wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, counselor, leading with compassion and affirming things in others that they cannot see themselves. I work hard to be a light and make a difference. I am 100% motivated by impact and believe that if my priorities are in order, success will come. I know I need space to create, dream, write, and I need my priorities to line up with my heart. So that's mine. It didn't happen overnight. It's been an evolution over the last probably year while I've been doing these sort of intentional reflection activities. But if any of you do want to develop a personal mission statement and you want me to read it or you need help coming up with one, connect with me over social media. I absolutely love talking about this stuff. So what do you need to say yes to? What do you need to ask for? Do you believe in your own value? Do you surround yourself with others 
that believe in your value? Here is what I know is true. There is room for you. It is okay for you to have confidence, for you to reach for something more, to have a voice, express your passion, be unique. There are people and businesses in this world that need what you have to offer. Let's all commit to not waiting for perfection, but to accept that being perfect is not necessary, that there is no such thing, and that the very idea of perfection is actually what's holding us back. So instead of a quote this week, I wanna leave you all with a short story. Some of you may have seen my post on social media over the weekend about the imperfectly perfect hearts I received from Gary. I wanna share that story with you because it really was the precipice for the name of this podcast. So it starts with my dad. My dad has always been someone who seeks out those that are different than him or those that are in need of encouragement. He loves people like I love people. It's part of the fabric of our family. He's often having coffee with individuals who are somewhat broken by the world standards, honestly. Sometimes they've been in prison or have severe mental illnesses or just really struggle to make healthy decisions for themselves. He's not a coach by trade, but he is a coach in his life. It's his natural gifting. So he told me about his friend, Gary. My dad and Gary have been part of each other's life, lives for about nine years. Gary's a carpenter by trade, but has a difficult time working and is on disability as he has a severe disability and has a difficult time getting up and around and is in constant pain. Gary, like all of us, is an imperfect person. He has a complicated personality that can make it difficult for him to have relationships with others, which can lead to loneliness, sadness. My dad noticed that Gary had woodworking skills, which happens to be a passion of my dad's also. And he thought it would be positive for Gary to use his energy on something creative that might even be interesting for other people. He started giving Gary his small scraps of wood left over from his own woodworking projects. Gary started taking those scraps and cutting them into small creations. He's found relief and encouragement in not only the friendship with my dad, but also in this new hobby and being creative. It's therapeutic for him. So the other day, my dad brought me one of Gary's creations. It was a small wooden heart. He said that Gary was apologetic for it having imperfect edges and that he was working on perfecting the hearts, but that he's a novice. Holding that heart in my hand, I suddenly had the thought that the uneven edges and imperfect lines of this heart are what makes this heart perfect and meaningful. I asked my dad if Gary would make me more hearts so that I could give them out to my clients and friends as a reminder that something doesn't need to be perfect to be meaningful. Every heart is different and unique, just like us. Gary sands each heart by hand several times, sometimes even getting a hand cramp. And then he carefully rubs oil on each one. 
So just like us, the hearts go through a refining process. As our hard edges and roughness get sanded down, we experience growth and beauty in ways that we might not have seen possible. So when my dad told Gary that I loved the hearts because they were imperfect and that I wanted to order some, Gary tearfully said, someone noticed. You see, that was his intention all along. He just wasn't sure anyone in the world would value it like he did. Well, I do, Gary. I love these hearts. They represent so many things to me. So I will continue to order hearts from Gary as an affirmation to him and as a reminder to myself that imperfection wins. So if any of you want a heart, let me know. I'll send you one, I promise. Just reach out to me on social media. I hope that story gives you some encouragement and something to think about this week. Thank you so much for listening today and letting me share my heart and experience with you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and leave a review or reach out to me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. Join me next time when we talk about putting your yes into action. And until then, have courage, be kind, and give yourself and others grace.